0: The Bible Study Podcast Episode 516. Today the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Judah and Israel with 1st Samuel 18. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast, I'm your host Chris Christensen we get the period of the honeymoon between Saul and David in this particular chapter first samuel 18 pay attention it ends quickly first samuel 18 After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs, with timbrels and lyres. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. The next day an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul he was prophesying in his house while David was playing the lyre as he usually did Saul had a spear in his hand and he hurled it saying to himself i'll pin david to the wall but david eluded him twice so that was <laughs> that was it that was the honeymoon between david and saul that period of time when they were close. That period of time when Saul appreciated David was pretty darn short. It says when the men were returning home after David killed the Philistine. So they went out on campaign. We don't know whether they were out for a couple more days after that or months after that, and then it was the end of the campaign season. But as they come back, and it seems like it's been more than a couple of days because David has been getting in the high rank. Remember, this is still someone who was a shepherd boy someone who was considered youthful too young his brother thought it was arrogant of him to even think he could stand it before goliath but now he's given a high rank in the army it pleases the troops it pleases the officers he becomes the hero of the songs that are being sung more so than saul now this is not a bad thing Remember, David has been given a position, a high rank in the army. His job is to defeat the enemies of his king. David is doing his job very well. David is doing his job better than anyone else in the kingdom, and that's good. But it causes a problem because Saul doesn't like this song. Saul doesn't like the fact that he is not the one in the limelight. He is not the one that people are singing about. Well, they are singing about him. They're just singing more about David. And it really drives him crazy. I mean, and I mean that in all sense here. He is throwing spears at the best soldier in the army, the best commander in the army, because he is jealous. And he is the king. This is a really, really, really bad thing. And it's worth underlining that this is not the only time this has ever happened in history. We could talk about current politics and presidents who dislike favorites after they get more press than they do. But we don't even have to go that far. You may or may not have had a boss that's like this who doesn't want anyone below them to get the credit. You may be a boss like this. I hope you are not. You may have people who work for you who are bosses like this. This is not an uncommon characteristic. I think conversely of the first startup I went to and the president of the company said he wanted to hire people that everyone in the whole company was smarter than him. Because if he wanted the company to be successful, and it was a startup company, he had stock, he had a say in the company, and he had a benefit if the company was successful. The way to make the company successful would be everybody in the company, from the president on down, tries to hire people smarter than them, hire people, in fact, who could do their job. That's someone who is confident, and that's someone who is a good leader. Saul here, not so much. Not so much. It is a weak leader who can't stand when other people get credit. A good leader is seeking out people to give credit to and taking blame. I think of John F. Kennedy when he comes into office and he's very quickly presented with the Bay of Pigs. And he okays it, but it wasn't his plan. It was a plan that pre-existed before he got there. But he was the one who okayed it. And so when it fails, he says, you know, it's it's my responsibility. Uh, Harry Truman, the buck stops here. That is good leadership, leadership that says, when things go wrong and I'm the one in charge, I will take the blame. But when things go right, I'm going to look for people to recognize their credit, recognize their participation. So Saul, not so much. Now, part of the problem is that Saul has been told that he is going to lose his kingdom, right? So he has, begotten, he has gotten paranoid. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? Saul has identified correctly, as it turns out, that this David might get my kingdom. Now, the interesting thing is that his actions do more to move that forward than to push it back. His actions are, start to get more and more paranoid, more and more a little crazy here when you start throwing spears at him. Now, the interesting thing is he's trying to pin David to the wall, and t- David eludes him twice. Why does David come back after the first time? That would be my signal that this employment is not going well. You, know, you don't let your boss do that to you twice. And continue, Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but had departed from Saul. So he sent David away from him and gave him command over a thousand men. And David led the troops in their campaigns. And everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he led them in their campaigns. Saul said to David, here is my older daughter Meribh. I will give her to you in marriage, only serve me bravely and fight the battles of the Lord. For Saul said to himself, I will not raise a hand against him, let the Philistines do that. But David said to Saul, who am I and what is my family or my clan in Israel that I should become the king's son-in-law? So when the time came for Merab, Saul's daughter, to be given to David, she was given in marriage to Adriel of Moholah. Now Saul's daughter Michael was in love with David, and when they told Saul about it, he was pleased. I will give her to him, he thought, so that she may be a snare to him, so that the hand of the Philistines might be against him. So Saul said to David, now you have a second opportunity to become my son-in-law. Then Saul ordered his attendants, speak to David privately and say, look, the king likes you and his attendants all love you. Now become his son-in-law. They repeated these words to David, but David said, Do you think it is a small matter to become the king's son-in-law? I am only a poor man and little known. When Saul's servants told him what David had said, Saul replied, Say to David, The king wants no other price for the bride than a hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. Saul's plan was to have David fall by the hands of the Philistines. When the attendants told David these things, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law so before the allotted time elapsed david took his men with him and went out and killed 200 philistines and brought back their foreskins they counted out the full number to the king so that david might become the king's son-in-law then saul gave his daughter michael in marriage when saul realized that the lord was with david and that his daughter michael loved david saul became still more afraid of him and he remained his enemy the rest of his days the philistine commanders continued to go out to battle and as often as they did david met with more success than the rest of saul's officers and his name became well known david continues to have success the other thing i like about david in this exchange saul is getting more and more paranoid david is humble david says who am i that i should become the king's son-in-law this is not somebody who is striving this is not somebody who's looking for the edge this is somebody who is serving David is a servant of Saul, and David has already been anointed as king. But we'll see many, many times that David is not the one who is trying to take the kingship from Saul, no matter how paranoid Saul may become. David is faithful to Saul, David would make a good son in law. David is loved by the king's son as a brother. Everything could have been good between the two of these, but it's going to get a lot worse. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com, and thanks so much for listening.